Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Um, joining us today is uh, is do you want to, you, you I think I did I introduce her Braniac last time. You should introduce Brandy. Okay, we're very democratic on the show. So I'll, I'll we have Brandy Posey, comedian. Hello. Hello. We met on a funnier die shoot. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. Yeah. We're barely yeah, we, in it. Good, good thing it wasn't die, huh? Yeah. You can tell it's funny because we're still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I actually voted. I actually voted die on something fairly recently. Yeah. If, for the first time in a long, long time. Actually, I think maybe for the first time ever. Wow. Usually, usually the stuff. Well, oftentimes the stuff I look at are things that. Was I, that the screw you, Gene George skit that they did? On no, the that was awesome. That was actually funny. Yeah. Because it was ironic. Yeah. Even if it wasn't, it would probably be funny. <laughs> Um, you no, know, no, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was something that was just kind of quirky. It was something that was a lot more like um, um, quirky character study thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm laughing not a single time. Yeah. Yeah, done. Made me feel bad in a, in a weird way. I, th- I thought our thing was good, though. What I think you, it turned out well. What did you guys do? Uh, a, a big Lebowski sequel uh, where Cara, Tara Reid plays all the parts. Right. So we got to see Tara Reader dressed up like John Goodman and, and Jeff Bridges. And it was a good time. I mean, and the shoot was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we hung out and, you know. I almost saw her dressed in nothing because I almost walked in on her while she was changing. It was almost very doesn't count for this anecdote, my friend. <laughs> we can all I'm almost constantly seeing everyone naked. <laughs> <laughs> we can all picture her naked for a second, and it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Has she been naked in something? Tablet photos. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. From TMZ or something. Yeah. Um, how was that to work with her? Either of you? She was. Fu- I mean, I don't know. We didn't really talk to her. She yeah, just... we weren't allowed to make eye contact. <clears throat> oh, is that is yeah. that your your contract? <laughs> yeah, she was very like. Um, you, you ever you ever meet somebody that's like been through rehab and like has that kind of like. Like they're too fragile to really handle the world, so they're operating at like seventy oh. percent. Where they're just like I don't know, I don't. That might be a harsh judgment. That's kind of how she felt to me, where she was just kind of like there to do her things and right. then like go sit, uh-huh. and then go do a thing again and going to sit. Yeah, I mean, she was a good sport. Though. No, she was. Yeah, she did a lot of great stuff. And she was nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's like eighty percent of the gig right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was like, oh. uh, yeah, but like she's kind of like a like a like a porcelain doll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't don't Very talk fragile. to that around her. You might crack her. What? 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 Just deer and headlights and all over the place. Hush, hush tones, everyone. Yeah, it is that weird thing though. On <clears throat> I've been on enough sets now that I mean, I'm by no Brandy. You have yeah. way more experience in these things, so you maybe could speak on this with more authority. But 
there's definitely a, a hierarchy or hierarchy, whichever way you want to pronounce that. I think hierarchy. I think I, I like hierarchy. I think I like to pronounce it the correct way, which would be hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. As you know, I like to not pronounce things correctly. Hierarchy. That thing. I throw a accent yeah. on that word too. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder how many people with that accent could actually know what a hierarchy is. Yeah. I mean, aside from the you know yeah. just the innate sense of like. <laughs> I get beat down by my cousins and they <laughs> steal my pigs. Kind of I mean, they probably have an innate sense of what a hierarchy is. Yeah. 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 They couldn't pick it out of a dictionary. They have a nameless rage because, <laughs> a nameless rage. <laughs> because they realize they're at the bottom of it. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's my, like, my, my new grindcore band, by the way. Nameless, nameless rage. rage. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Oh, oh, oh. What was the, what was the good band name? Um, um, a couple of folks were talking about, uh, were talking about uh, Maximum Fun Con and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, the phrase nerdy fuck train came up. That's awesome. And I'm like, there's a band name. And oh, like, yeah. Done. <laughs> it sounds like something horrible that would happen like at a role-playing convention. Yeah. Well, I think it was in, in, in reference to Max Fun Con. Yeah, yeah. So, Did things get randy up there in the mountains? I tend to doubt it. Yeah. If they did, it would probably be you know, be that and horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but that's my band name. Yeah, that's a good name. Pretty good one. Um, my idea was though that on any set, even the most well-intentioned set, that there's yeah. going to be that, and I, you could see that. I've been a featured person, like a starring role, if you will, mm-hmm. on a very small film, and I've been background. Yeah. And so I've experienced all sides of it. So you're saying that on that film you were knocked down to background because <laughs> they hired me as like the lead. Once they saw the daily, they're, they're like, like, oh, dude, yeah. no. <laughs> all right, yeah. just stand over here, don't say anything. <laughs> but. I mean, like, yeah, there can be nice. I mean, everybody's yeah. nice and like where we were at, but still, there's. Uh, yeah, there's very much like okay, these are the people that like we we need for the scene, and these are the people who are basically breathing uh, props. Yeah, <laughs> nice. You get yeah. barked at a little more. Yeah, yeah, like, like literally barked at. Well, there was a dog yeah. on our there, yeah, there was adorable little pomeranian. Yeah, not usually a, contrary to most ladies. I'm not usually a huge pomeranian fan. Mm-hmm. Not like a yappy dog. But right. like this was a good one. It's real chill. It wore glasses at one point. That was good. I was into that. Hopefully for the scene and not just yeah. because yeah. It's <laughs> too cool for the room. Well, it was it was looking at some sides for another project. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Little doggy reading glasses on. Nice. Uh, <laughs> See, I did not get held and petted on that set, so the yeah. dog got. Well, yeah. Johnny Ramirez a little bit petted. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> No, it was fun. I mean, I, I've worked, when I first moved out here, I worked production on a lot of stuff, so I've, like, wrangled background from the other side of it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I was always nice, but there, there, this, this is the thing about background. We're normal, functioning human beings. Right. There are a lot of people that do background that are just, like, bad shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's why background gets barked at a lot, because it's, like, that's the only way to handle a crazy I, person. I think the worst job mm-hmm. and the worst yeah. group of people are probably the the, the folks that um, do those cattle calls for like game shows and things like yeah. that where it's literally like watching like people lining up in Auschwitz or something yeah. <laughs> and it's totally yeah. like it would probably be the same demographic I mean I'm not saying religious wise but they would probably have gone to the camps in oh, World yeah. War II too oh, definitely. <laughs> we went to a, a buddy of mine was on Win Ben Stein's Money mm-hmm. and uh, so we went to that taping mm-hmm. and it was like the the press gang went down to like Skid Row and just like cattle prodded a bunch of people. I think we were probably the only folks with like dental work and haircuts yep. in that place that were that actually weren't on stage at the time. Yeah, or at IATSE. It's a it's a whole thing. I mean, when I first moved out here, before I started working, I um 
I used to go be uh, uh, an audience member on um, on uh, Craig Ferguson for like forty bucks a day. Right, right. And like it was like me, and then I just did it because I was like waiting for a gig to come along, and then there were like a couple professional audience members that like had like their own chairs and books, and they were like they had a whole thing, and I was like, "You're an adult. What are right. you doing?" <laughs> I only did it like three or four days because Craig Ferguson's warm-up comic is the worst. Who does his warm-up? I have no idea. A guy named Chunky B. <laughs> Chunky B is a large man. Um, all of his jokes are about him going on vacation and wearing Speedos. And if you don't laugh, it chucks a fun-sized Snickers bar in your face. So I did three days of that and was like, I don't, I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm speechless because someone's biting my gig. <laughs> <laughs> Chunky B is getting in on your action. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that, that, yeah. What? That, yeah. That's I, just amazing <laughs> to me because I think Ferguson's really funny. I think he's great too. Does, it sucks. Maybe yeah. he, maybe Chunky has something on Ferguson. That's got to be it. I just there's something. It sucks like because there's good warm up comics like right. Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo is, is sure, Conan's sure. Jimmy uh, uh, warm up and he's yeah. fantastic. Bro, I mean Brody Stevens is a great warm up comic yep. too when he's when he's doing that and it's yep. like but then you've got. Chunky B, and you've got oh, what the hell's Kimmel's guy's name? I hate Kimmel's guy. <laughs> well, on a personal level too, but <laughs> he's a bald albino freak. I hate him. <laughs> but that's not was that why you hate no, no, him? No, that's not, no, no, no. Was your family like killed by a gang of roving bald albinos? Well, that's beside the point. I put that <laughs> behind me. That's why she had to come out west. <clears throat> yeah. The chud, the chud attack. <laughs> <laughs> I came to the sunshine. They fear it. They do. <laughs> um, I don't know who Kimmel's guy. It's a Don something. That's probably why I don't yeah. know. Because I don't Well, because, I mean... I only associate with the crumb of the crumb. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, there's no point to it. But, yeah, I know that those people were awesome. And then my first job in Hollywood, I was um, I was a PA on this music video that Joaquin Phoenix directed, um, which was... It was it was fine. It was for some weird Hollywood band that he was friends with, but they had a bunch of extras because it was like in a boxing ring and they needed boxing mm-hmm. spectators. And these four girls showed up in River Phoenix t-shirts. Oh <laughs> man! Like we love your brother. Like and I kind of I caught the, I caught them before they got up to him and I was like, you should turn those inside out. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, do you you thought it was a good idea to wear the name of a dead brother of the director to the set? <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs> you thought that was a good idea? And then one of them gave him gave me a handwritten screenplay for Joaquin. Nice. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh. So those, that's why extras get barked at because of crazy. Things. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That doesn't work. That, that doesn't work yeah. on any level. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. That's wrong. Yeah. I just, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time with, like, <clears throat> I'm having a hard time that, and there were multiple people that did this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was there were multiple girls that, that mm-hmm. had there four. So they had to like think. They coordinated about this. it. And yeah, there. There was an, enough time elapsed mm-hmm. from the beginning of this project to when you caught yeah. them that none of them thought mm-hmm. of no. what is an obvious yeah yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, it, a project was the right word for it because I mean, right. you're coordinating. There's yeah. text messages or emails or yeah, phone yeah. calls exchange. Goods were bought. Money was spent. Let's just assume, for the sake of argument, let's just assume for the sake of argument, they did not have to produce the T-shirts specially yeah. for the project. Yeah. Like they had them. They're, they're huge fans. Let's say they had the t shirts right. ahead of time. Right, yeah. right, right. Where can I go for all my River Phoenix t shirt needs? <laughs> I'm, su- I'm assuming that they, uh, that they, that they, they maybe bought like transfers and inkjet transfers and made them. 
That's right. That's an assumption. <laughs> no, just, well, I'm making the, the easiest. Yeah. I, think, I, I think we. Path of least I think we've just started yeah. a, a new business right here. Idea. What? Memorial Walking or, or River, River, River Phoenix Memorial T-shirt. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Let's really. My, my wife's a huge. Uh, was a huge River Phoenix fan, and uh, uh, she still hates uh, Martha Plimpton because they were going out. Oh, when he died. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think so. We might have been there. At his side <clears> that, that night. Died in front of the Viper Room on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> exactly. It's a uh, it's a spot that's like a, a spot on the tour route that everyone mentions, which is like, oh god, if I died tragically, can it not be on like a major thoroughfare in Los yeah. Angeles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all I want. Well, I was at the Chateau Marmont a couple weeks ago, and all I could think of is, yeah, I believe she died here. <laughs> yep. Yep. My friend Jim Haggerty saw uh, Christopher Lloyd playing croquet with his grandchildren at the Chateau Marmont. Nice. <laughs> if that's not the most precious thing, <laughs> it's like top five most precious right, right, things. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I always assume Christopher Lloyd is either dressed as Reverend Jim or as Doc Brown. Yeah. From Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I saw him in like normal street clothes, it would probably freak me the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> through a phase in college where I photoshopped my friend Zia's face into Christopher like into the photos with Christopher Lloyd I would just print them out and post them on her door like every Monday for like an entire semester it's like pre-Tumblr yeah yeah exactly <laughs> this is <was> pre-Facebook <laughs> back in the day <laughs> so it was, you'd get on your dial-up connection to your AOL yeah, uh, yeah. post ASCII art of <laughs> Christopher Lloyd I used MS Paint to <laughs> <laughs> Make blocky, chunky. Yeah, the background. Sixteen bit. <laughs> the background nice. was always uh, hot pink with green spray paint, just for texture. Stippling. Just yeah, like just stippling. stippling. <laughs> so, Ray, you came out here from Pennsylvania, or that's where you have people at? Um, I came. I'm from Maryland. I went to college, right. college in Philly, so that's right. that like Eastern Seaboard kind of area. Right. I'm right. from. I'm from. I'm from like half an hour outside of DC. That's right. So, when's the last time you went back? Uh, Christmas. I was home for Christmas for about 10 days. Yeah, home for a long time. Um, I try to make it back usually once over the summer and then once over Christmas. But um, this summer, my parents are actually coming out. We're going to actually next Friday, we're going to Arizona for a week and then Vegas for a week. Oh, they wanted to do that. <laughs> I'm not a Vegas. I don't. I don't drink or smoke, so I'm not like a or gamble because I'm poor. So I don't. I'm not really like a Vegas person. The only, the only Vegas I like is like force. If you like have a specific event that you're going for, yeah. like I saw Tom Jones there two years ago, and that was like, that's what you go to Vegas for. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that was great. I, I grew up. I grew up in Vegas. Oh wow. Between here in Vegas, pretty much. Yeah. Um. It's it's a weird town. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, no, the food, the food's great, and, like, I think if I knew, like, are there local spots in Vegas? Are people locals? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Once yeah. you get off the strip, it's pretty much a normal, if kind of shitty town. Yeah. You know, it, there's not a lot going. I mean, it's a lot bigger. When, when I first moved there, it was tiny, and now it's mm-hmm. gigantic. Yeah. Um, and really poor now, and horrifying, because mm-hmm. um, the economy's in shitter, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty much like any other town, uh, if it's if hot and bleak. Mm-hmm. So a couple years ago, I drove back there and um, drove around the old neighborhood, and it is mm-hmm. like it's like Tombstone. Yeah, you know, it's like my neighborhood wasn't the best neighborhood. I lived downtown, 
um, wasn't the best neighbor to begin with. Mm -hmm. And now they've all like zero escaped the lawns, but zero escaped in, in the, they've let all the lawns die. Oh man. So it's just like dusty and bleak. Oof. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Are there Vegas townies? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. That, that's the thing is, is it's, you know, it is a normal town out, yeah. off the strip. Um, you know, but I always, I always think it's so interesting when like major cities have townies. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like, you're in like a big place that people move to. Yeah. But there's still people who like, Oh yeah. yeah. A, a lot of my, that's the thing is, is a lot of the folks that I went to school with, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I'm, I'm from LA, but they were all born in Vegas. Yeah. You know, it's like, meh. And I think it also works the reverse way too when you grow up in a place. And, I mean, like I'm from Phoenix, mm -hmm. and like when people move there, sometimes you're like, "Wait, why did you move here? Like I was born here." Yeah. So yeah. I have an excuse. Well, I mean, I mean, but you I mean unless you're coming from college or something, obviously. Yeah. But. Well, that's the thing is, I mean, when I was growing up, there was the gambling industry. You basically yeah. worked in the casinos or you work for a business that supported the casinos. Mm -hmm. There was really very little else. And then when I was in high school, um, that was when they started bringing other businesses in. So there's mm -hmm. some manufacturing and things like that that came into town, but really there's not a lot of, you know, so, but people would come in for casino jobs and they move yeah. all the time. So I get that, um, you know, but I don't know who lived there before, people who, same stuff. Mm -hmm. Second generation casino workers. <laughs> <laughs> My father worked in this casino and his grandfather before him. Some of those jobs were like that. Yeah. You know, because they were like family owned and it's like you pretty much, you know, like, I wouldn't say it was like a caste system, but it was pretty yeah. close. It's like the Joe Bob Briggs character in Casino. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Can't fire me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Man. Um, so, where are you going to Arizona for? Uh, we're going to Sedona for a week. Oh, okay. Cool. My parents can. I like my parents. They they uh, they always go to like Florida for two weeks a year, and like I can't stand Florida. So I was just like, it, I don't want to do that, and like I'm not gonna come. To, I'm not gonna come visit you in Orlando. Orlando is the worst place in the world. <laughs> yeah, Orlando is pretty much yeah. It's awful, and then you get on Disney property, and you can't get off of it for 20 minutes because it's this giant compound. It just like. Disney creeps me out in general. Like, I don't know. There's something... Disney... You know what? Disney... This is the thing. Is, is California Disney mm -hmm. is nice mm -hmm. and it's not creepy in the least. Mm -hmm. But Florida, the Disney stuff in Florida... And, and I haven't been to the other stuff around the world, but I, I know a lot of folks who work for Disney. Yeah. Um, but that is kind of like... Disney kind of did this thing where it's like he started out with... I'm going to build a little train set in my yard. Yeah. Hey, this might be fun if I build an entire amusement park. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, and then, so you go from that to like the like aging, like perhaps if I build my own city. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it went from like, oh, this is kind of fun to, hey, this is neat to like creepy cult, like, and the only thing worse than that are the people who are, are like so into it. Yeah. Who live their lives around it. Yeah, it's grown. Like, oh god, yeah, grown people in like Minnie Mouse jackets creep me out. I'm just like, what is? What, who touched you? What's the matter? <laughs> I, I buy, I buy a every couple of years. I buy a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt because I have had a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt mm -hmm. since I was a kid. Yeah, but over and above that, we don't wear it as a uniform every day. I do not. There I you do go. Not. Yeah, you see people have full wardrobes. I get creeped out too because they have the whole like. 
is that whole princess line for kids, for little right. girls. Mm-hmm. And now they've actually started, there's a fairy line, which is like now for the tweens who have grown out of princess. They're like oh indoctrinating these like entitled narcissistic bitches. <laughs> that's what they're creating. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, but the... Uh, See, so they need to they need to acquire the Twilight franchise and yeah. like Disney vampires. Yeah, believe me, they'll get there. <laughs> I would not be surprised if they're developing like a fairy tale vampire yeah. movie of some kind. There's actually a, <sighs> a goth day at Disneyland. Oh yeah. yes, Bath yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah. I've been, oh, you've been? Yeah, uh, a friend of my wife came out for that. She was huge in the goth scene in Texas. Wow. Yeah. So. She listens to this, but if she does, hi, Scarab. <laughs> and if you're a Disney employee or Florida resident who listens to the podcast, please write in. Yeah. Well, you, they know. Yeah. They know. If you live in Orlando as, like, a person, like, you know. You yeah, know. yeah, 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 yeah. God, I would go insane all those tourists all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. But that's the thing is, I mean, Southern California is a tourist mecca, and there's a yeah. lot of attractions, and I grew up in Vegas, which is a tourist mecca, yeah. and, I mean, it literally lives on tourists. Mm-hmm. And it still doesn't seem as creepy. Because yeah. it's, you know, I, I think because Vegas is a bunch of different people mm-hmm. with a bunch of, you know, companies with a bunch of different attitudes about mm-hmm. things. And Disney is just this monolithic block of like, you know, horrible, yeah. creepy, creepy smile. Plus there's this like weird, I think, association where like you go to Disney with your family. This is the fucking American family vacation. This is what you do. This is, right. you will all have a good time here. You know what I mean? It's like we take the family photo in front of the castle. Uh-huh. But like, but then like every day that we're home, we have dinner in front of the television and don't speak. You know what right. I mean? So there's we're like that the whole. Good stuff out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That one little bit. It's like going through the motions, but not actually. I was going to ask, um, like, what kind of people did you see coming? I mean, because you weren't in D.C. proper, right? You were outside of it. Yeah, I'm from, like, half hour, 40 minutes outside of D.C. Okay. Did, I mean, D.C. has an interesting reputation because, on one hand, it's the center of our federal government. But there's also, like, it's also sometimes the murder capital. It competes with Detroit yep. for that. Yep. And sometimes Camden, New Jersey, which I live right over the bridge from in Philadelphia. Oh, so. <laughs> you live in tourist meccas. I live right next to murder capital. Well, no, Vegas, hey, Vegas was no picnic. Yeah, yeah, I can um, imagine. And, and that was when it was, apparently it's gotten worse over the years. Oh, man. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, I mean, D.C. was interesting. I Here's an interesting story. I, um... I, I marched in President Bush's first inaugural parade. Oh, wow. Uh, as a part of the Ravens marching band. Because nice. <laughs> at a high school, or right in high school, my senior year, I ended up doing the Baltimore Ravens marching band because I just wanted, I was, I'm a big music nerd. I've been playing French horn since I was like in fourth grade. And, um, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pushing my glasses up my nose. Um, and uh, I, my senior year, I was like, ah, do something besides just our band. I want to try something else. And I tried out for the Ravens marching band and ended up being their like French horn section leader. For the, and that was the year that they uh, won the Super Bowl. Nice. Um, and then I quit after that because there were just a bunch of weird, sad drunks in the band that I didn't want to hang out with as an 18 year old. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've never gone to the Super Bowl since. I think it has something to do with me. No I big deal. So. No big deal. <laughs> I think. I think. I think. I think you're probably right. I'm the thirteenth man, or, or whatever. I don't know. I have no idea how many people are on a football team. Sounds <laughs> good to me. Yeah, Let's go with 12. that's a, yeah, twelve. Twelve. Yeah, that's probably thirteenth. Right. Yeah. I thought you were talking about that Orson Welles movie, the third. The third man. Yeah. Third man. Yeah, that, I could see how you could make that. It is only one decimal place, though. Sure. 
Um, Juana Man. Actually, <laughs> uh, the reason that the Ravens haven't won is because I haven't put blackface on in about uh, a decade. Uh, okay. That's been right. the thing. Well, we'd have to, I, you'd have to put blackface on it and, and in drag. Yeah. 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 Actually, Juana Man was just on. Really? Didn't Kevin Pollack talk about Juana Ke- Man? Kevin, yeah, well, as a matter of <laughs> fact, the whole, reason, the whole reason I caught even the least bit of Juana Man is because I turned on the TV and I saw Pollock and I'm like, oh, what's this? And then I saw, oh, it's Juana Man. I'm not watching this. I like Kevin. I'm not gonna watch this. No, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> and this is this is as long. This is literally. I could do the entire arc of my, mm-hmm. turn the TV on. Hey, Kevin Pollock, what's this? Oh, that's Juana Man. Hey, Tish, Juana Man's on. It's got Kevin Pollock in it. No response. Turning it on. <laughs> Done. Boom. That's the entire my that's, entire. That's about right. That's like that's like uh, Rob Hubel's in um in Norbit. <laughs> oh, that's right. Cable's in everything now. There's yeah. people in that, yeah. isn't there? Wait, Norbit? Is Norbit the one where he... I said he's Murphy in fat suits, but then also an Asian person. Oh, okay. So he has two... Right. Du- using a duality that I'm movie. thinking of the one where he beams into somebody's... It's like a bunch of little Dave. people controlling... That's Dave. me, Dave. Or Dave. not Dave. Is it Dave or me, Dave? It's me, Dave, Dave. because Dave, Dave is, is the is Kevin, Kevin... Kevin Klein yeah. as the president. God, how good is 90s Kevin Klein? Pretty good. Oh, he's yeah. great. I yeah. love that movie. Are him and Phoebe Cates still together? There's so many like couples uh, these days. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, hope so. I think they are. I hope so too. They're the new Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon, rest yeah. in peace. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were never married though. They made me believe something though. She gave it all up for ping pong, man. <laughs> She's that the ping pong uh, entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. What? Susan Sarandon's uh, new boyfriend is like opening up like hip ping pong clubs in New York, I think I heard. Yeah. I kind of want, uh, this makes me want to stab people. I don't know. Yeah. That, that sounds in general. Yeah. It's like, it's like I got, I got really mad last night on a uh, Fridays and Saturdays. Sometimes I host karaoke in Eagle Rock. Uh-huh. And, um, last night I had a, a gaggle of, um, lesbian hipster pirates. Mm-hmm. And it's lesbian hipsters who are all wearing pirate hats. And when I, in my head was like, Oh, a bunch of lesbian hipster pirates. And I was like, those three words should never be strung together. <laughs> Very upset about it. And then you've ruined three things that are yeah. awesome. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then one of them decided to ironically sing the Star Spangled Banner, and I made them all take their hats off. Sweet. <laughs> the one on stage wasn't, and I walked up to her, took it off, and I held it against her chest, and I was like, "You're in America." <laughs> ah. You know what? I think anyone who sings the Star Spangled Banner should have to sing all the verses of the Star Spangled yeah. Banner. Because mm-hmm. even like the creepy ones. Yeah. Because the story. Have you? Have we had this conversation? Not about the banner. No. I think we've we've had it about a uh, all all the saints be forgot. Around oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah old uh, No, no. The Star Spangled Banner has like has like three, yeah like three or four verses. Yeah. It's a long song. Mm-hmm. We only sing the first one, mm-hmm. and they get progressively. It's like national anthems used to be like the like the Marseillaise, the French national anthem, mm-hmm. is the most grotesque thing ever. I mean, it's like a slasher film. Your national anthem is a slasher film. Yep. The Marseillaise basically has like you know our our enemies will water our fields with their blood, mm-hmm. and and the the nat- our, the Star Spangled Banner not much different. Yeah, it's like a black metal song <clears throat> from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. Yeah. Yeah. For conquer yep. we must. For our when our cause is just. Yep. <laughs> Need some uh, double drum pedal. Coming <laughs> on with that. Some corpse paint. Get yeah, Mushago to come in and cover it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. National anthems are pretty friggin' bloody in yeah. general. 
Yeah. There's a creepy version of the Marseillaise that I used to have. I, I lost it when I lost a bunch of MP3s. But there's one of the core, one of the verses is sung by this like children's choir, and yeah. it's like the worst, like you know, like the like the bloodiest one. <laughs> and it would just awesome. give me give me the creeps. Which <laughs> anything sung by a children's choir is creepy. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's like it's like the sound and the content. And but it, the thing of it is, it's the Marseillaise. You know, it's like you, mm-hmm. Casablanca. And it's all, you know, it's all cheery sounding, but it's like cheery sounding, but it's basically like we're going to kick their teeth in, and yeah. you know, it's like, oh, ooh, ooh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. nationalism is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but the, so you should have made him sing the whole thing. Yeah, oh, if I if I wanted to, oh, God, no. <laughs> screw all those girls who are awful. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, it's Eagle Rock doing uh, karaoke and Eagle Rock is fun because it's like there's, it's outside of LA, so they get these weird these weird people that like aren't it's great because they're I feel like at karaoke in Hollywood you get a lot of uh, people showing up because like they know how to sing and they want to dazzle you yeah Yeah. but I mean nobody people won't drive to Eagle Rock for that so it's just these like (laughs) weird Eagle Rock townies who are just like Oh hey, there's this guy named um, named Johnny Blues that comes in. Johnny Blues is great. He's this he's this old Vietnam vet. Um, he's called Johnny Blues because he wears blue gloves because he collects all the beer cans and bottles, and that's how he makes his money. Gotcha. Uh, comes in every week, tips me twenty dollars to sing "Don't Fear the Reaper" next. Will not wait. Wants to sing it next, sings it, and then when he finishes, he goes, thank you. And he walks off the stage, hands me the mic without even looking back at me. <laughs> it's like, it's this, it's this like amazing move. He has a band supposedly called Folklift, like Forklift. But with folk. Folk. I see what he did there. Folklift. <laughs> uh, do you think when he was in Da Nang, he was <laughs> yeah. thinking about that? Man, I'm going to go back home and I'm going to start my own band. I'm going to call it Folklift. Yeah. <laughs> like Forklift, but with folk. Yeah. I've got a demo. Charlie's in the wire. Gotta survive this one. Folklift needs me. Well, <laughs> so that's at the All Star Lane. All Star Lane. So if people want to come, they can go to <laughs> yeah, um, nice. on Eagle Rock Boulevard, mm-hmm. and uh, before you hit York, yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. <laughs> I see shows there. It's the bowling alley. There. People have the people have the internet. Did you get that through Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Johnny Ramirez is a, a friend of mine and Brandy's. That's how actually I met Brandy. But mm-hmm. at the shoot, um, Sam Varela kind of Organized wrangled us all together. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's I've seen him perform in a Ramones tribute band mm-hmm. at the on Halloween at the nice. at that lounge area, which I really like, and I want to do a show there again. I played there. Yeah. I opened up for Fuck Ass and the Grease Patrol. Oh, that's a name. That is a name. That's a name. We're trying too hard. <laughs> They're no nerdy fuck train. <laughs> I used to. I They're used, no folklift. They're no folklift. <laughs> Not folklift. I used to know, um, I didn't do derby in Philadelphia, but I knew a bunch of derby girls, and I knew a girl whose name was uh, Chainsaw Gutsfuck, was her derby, derby name, and I'd always be like, oh, the Connecticut Gutsfucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I was like, There's, where's the pun? There's no right, pun. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't understand. That's like that's like being a burlesque dancer whose name is like, gets naked. Yeah. <laughs> What? Yeah, it's like, oh, come on. Half of the fun is going to come up. Coming up with a shitty plan. Yeah, like, that's all it is. That's all I wanted to do. My my best friend in, in college, the one that I used to put the Christopher Lloyd uh, mm-hmm. pictures on, uh, her her derby name was Sandra Day O'Clobber. Nice. See? Was, yeah. There yes. you go. That's how you do roller derby. That's uh-huh. how it's done. 
<laughs> Randy Popquiz, who do you like better? Necro Butcher, the black metal band Mayhem's bassist, or Necro Butcher, the professional wrestler? Probably professional wrestler. Yeah. I'm going to go wrestler. Did you guys watch WrestleMania this year? I did not. It was pretty Talk great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tell I, me what happened this year in WrestleMania. Uh, the Undertaker went 19 and 0 for WrestleManias. Next year's his big 20 and 0. That's very good. I, that's a big. That's a big thing. Um, it was fun. I have. I own a WWE belt that I got off eBay for 45 bucks. It's like a professional. It's like a. Re- it's a real replica. Yeah. I think like some some guy just really needed to make rent. <laughs> And um, sometimes I host shows wearing it, and then I guess the comics weight class before they come on stage. Nice. People don't think it's very funny, especially if they're lady comics. Nice. And Cation pulled me aside like one night. She's like, "You're not really gonna do that all night long, are you?" And I was like, "I got, I have bits about it. It's fine. Don't worry." <laughs> then you just, did you size her up? And like, yeah, I was like, mm. and I was, "What are you like six pounds on Mars?" <laughs> High five myself. <laughs> Jackie <laughs> likes the wrestling. She she knows the Minnesota Ganya family. Yeah, the Gagneys. <laughs> See, this time I said it right. I said it wrong on purpose. It's a Francois name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Francais. That'd be Francais. Oui, 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 oui. Parlez-vous Francais? Uh, yeah. Anyway. I, unlike some people, stopped caring about wrestling. Long, long yeah. ago. Yeah. Brody Foster Hubbard. <laughs> I actually haven't watched a, a show in a while. I dabble a little bit here yeah. and there. I dabble. I was, I, I hadn't gotten into it in a while, and then last year for Halloween, I did a show um, uh, called Stick or Treat, where a bunch of comics got to do three minutes each dress, and you were another comedian. And Rowdy Roddy Piper is a comic. He does he does shows and stuff now. So I, I, I was Rowdy Roddy Piper and did like a story of his. Um, like it got full on character. It got like a bought a muscle suit, bought a hot rod shirt. <laughs> Did you wear the kilt? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I had I had them play me on with his theme with his theme song. <laughs> Nobody else used music cues at all, but I was like, you will play me on. And then I ended for three up, minutes at yeah exactly. And then I had Jake Weissman uh, heckle me, and um and then I just brought him up on stage, and I was like, I came here to do three things: <laughs> tell jokes. You bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> Did you yeah. clobber anybody with a coconut? No. Mm, I would have just hit someone with a folding chair. Yeah. <laughs> next time. Next time. It's coming. I had messaged actually the real Rowdy Roddy because I wanted, I, I knew it wouldn't happen, but I was like, oh, if he could come down and heckle me and have a cameo and it would be the most epic three minute set of all time, I could just quit comedy and wait for it to come yeah, to me. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I tried, but. Last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's too busy being a real person <laughs> in the world doing. Wait a minute! I got, I've got three minutes. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm like, come down and do a set, and I'm not even like a. Right. I'm not even actually. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna be a supporting player in a three. Minutes. Yeah. I really wish I had that yeah. Lauren Michaels pull where you can get somebody to do a walk on for anything. Oh yeah, seriously. <laughs> can you do that? Go back in time, become friends with McCartney, and then <laughs> it all kind of falls into place from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you can dangle like a Beatles brunch in front of somebody, I think that's the key. I think so. <laughs> you wanna you wanna get eggs, Paul McCartney? Why don't you come be on my show? <laughs> you know one of the. It's great... always eggs too. It's yeah. always like. Yeah. He doesn't eat pancakes. No pancakes. No, no. It's the magic of the Beatles. <laughs> you put a Belgian waffle in front of that man, he will have you murdered. 
<laughs> that's actually, I think that's what broke up his last marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's totally. It wasn't the, yeah. That's actually what broke up the Beatles. It totally what broke up John, the Beatles. John Lennon came in one day with crepes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yoko's, Yoko's got an idea for crepes. <laughs> uh, Mark David Jackson. What? And then just totally like <laughs> tables were overthrown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Brandy, what brought you from, I mean, besides obviously pursuit of comedy and mm-hmm. entertainment and whatnot, what finally made the decision for you to go from the eastern seaboard to here? Was it being done with college? Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I um, during during college, I went to Drexel University in Philly, and we have, like, a six-month um, internship built into, like, your junior year, where, like, they're basically like, hey, go get a job for six months. And I was like... I'm going to go to LA that way I know I have a safety net of like I'm going back after six months because like the move was it felt like really scary to just do indefinitely yeah but like for six months I was like okay I want to go see how I handle it and um I used to go it was it was gonna always be either either LA or New York and Philly is like an hour and a half from New York yeah super close I used to go up there all the time I took like a sketch class at the UCB and stuff yeah it's a great comedy town yeah it's fantastic so I would go I'd go up there all the time and like after living here and like the six months was hard because I was constantly lost it was before <laughs> it was before GPS it was before smartphones right. so it was like oh shit I actually have to learn the lay of the land and like if I get lost I gotta figure it out myself yep. yeah back in the day when that was a thing yeah um, bring up the uh, Thomas guy yeah the Thomas guy <laughs> yep I had one <laughs> you see I never I, I mean well I've always had Thomas guys too but yeah. it's like I've never understood well I've, I've, I've lived a lot in the valley yeah. worked a lot in the valley mm-hmm. so that's easy there's nothing to that yeah getting over going over the hill it's kind of weird yeah you know. Val- I lived in Valley Village for that six months <laughs> funny story funny story about that um, my first apartment was in Valley Village and um, there were f- six of us from college and we got together for that six months we just got like a three bedroom together right. we are just like oh this will be cheap so we found this place and the woman <clears throat> who was our landlord was this crazy gypsy named Nina who like had um uh like Andy Warhol white hair and then like her arms like she looked like a deflated Popeye like the skin just like <laughs> hung in these nice. like like she just needed spinach to like pop them back up or something and she, she smelled of rancid spaghetti sauce at all times and like she's amazing and when she signed our lease we like she was like okay great perfect perfect so she fills out the lease and everything um we, we exchange money and then she hands it to us and she's like oh just so you guys know we um uh, I can't have this many people living in a place uh, without you guys being related, so I've changed your names for the lease. So for the first six months that I lived in L.A., my name was Catalina Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it was me and, like, Ramirez clan. <laughs> Not a Mexican in a lot. <laughs> but it was, like, it was me, an Asian girl, like, two Italian girls. <laughs> And then, like, these two dudes that, like, want, like, we just were not related. Right. We looked like the, um, I don't know, like the, the, the spawn of, like, a half dozen Randy Wayward Milkman or something. <laughs> you were the United Colors of Benetton. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, like, so I gave her, I gave her, like, my business card because I was like, Catalina I'll be Ramirez. Catalina Ramirez. That was me. <laughs> Mm. And, oh man and I give her my business card to be like the contact for the apartment to be like hey if you need any if you, like here's call the Catalina f- yeah call it Catalina here's the phone number this is the thing this is the bullshit about film school because they they tell you hey get business cards made up with what you want to do with your life right. so I had business cards that said Brandy Posey director writer producer 
at 20 years old, asshole, is what Jess should have said. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but I mean, that's what they tell you to do, and you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Oh, sure. Just idiots. Um, <laughs> but she looked at it, and she was like, oh, I, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do a gypsy accent. I wish I could. But she was like, my granddaughter wants to be an actress. You will come down tomorrow night and tell her that this is a horrible career path. <laughs> And she needs to go to college for a real degree. <laughs> nice. And I was like, that's what I'm doing with my life. It's a horrible career path. Yeah, it's a horrible career path. And like, she basically just, I got blackmailed into it because my name wasn't on the goddamn lease. I had to go crush this child's dreams my day two of living in Los Angeles. Nice. You should have just, after you crushed her dreams, say, don't worry. Just get business yes. cards made up. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be totally fine. I didn't realize it was that easy to break into the film business. Yeah. You just need business cards with well, what you want to do with that. them. That's it. That's all it is. We could have skipped this whole podcast bullshit. We could just, <laughs> yeah. just be emperor of the world. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, dude, that, that guy gave me his business card. Mm-hmm. He was emperor of the world. Well, you can form a micronation. Yeah, that would be... I Which think, Gene and I actually discussed in, in the development process of launching this podcast a year ago. Yes. Like, maybe we should just make a micronation. Wait, just, is this not a micronation? Yeah, unfortunately. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I only do micronation right, podcasts. Right, exactly. Micronation podcast. Well, we're still considering it. It's still okay. on the table. Okay, good. It's good. not off the table. All right, I'm staying then. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So you made the, the the arduous move out here yep, as Catalina Ramirez. Mm-hmm, made the move out here. Well, that that was well. Everybody that reinvents was themselves in LA. Yeah, <laughs> you got need those stories. You got you have to have an alter ego. You know, I was Catalina. Catalina is the one that crushed that child's dream. That's true. I actually didn't, I didn't feel bad because then I met the kid and it was just this like dead dead eyed thumb of a child. This just <laughs> she had a thumb. You ever see a person that has like a thumb face that there's yeah. just no features, just right, these right. dead eyes. She was awful. Like, and she was like one of those people that like wants to be an actress because she wants to be famous but doesn't want to develop a craft Oof. behind it. Yeah. Which is my favorite. And and if she has a face like a thumb, it's probably just not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. I was like, oh, God. You're doing your... And the best part was when I was like down in their apartment talking to them, it's when the Pope had just died. And the only nice thing in their apartment was this giant wall-sized flat-screen TV that they had, like, 700 Jesus candles lit around. So, like, that was Fox News' Pope funeral is blasting one crushing this child's dreams as Catalina Ramirez. Her dreams were as dead as John Paul II. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as she marched, as he marched closer and closer to sainthood, <laughs> I was realizing what exactly I was willing to do to live in Los Angeles. I'm going to make it is the moral of the story. So you moved, so you, so yeah. you, you, you moved to L.A. Uh, you're, you're, you're barely here, and, yeah. you have, and, you, and you've changed your identity. Yeah. And, uh, and you're taking solace in, in the psychotic break that you just had because you had to crush this child's dream. Perfect. It sounds like you're yeah. well on your way. Yeah, I know. I mean, this, this was it. Day, day one, moved, moved to L.A., got, got the apartment situation worked out, uh, went driving in Hollywood, walked, uh, drove past the Laugh Factory, saw Bob Saget's name on the marquee, didn't know if that meant Bob Saget was playing that night or not. I have a whole full house trifecta man thing. I love the three of them. I'm a little bit obsessed with them. Uh-huh. Pulled over to be like, holy shit, is Bob Saget playing? Um, David Allen Greer walks out of the Laugh Factory. Yeah. The first celebrity I've, I've seen like in person, like in a man, long, long so time. It's yeah. all downhill from David yeah. Allen Greer. Dallin, I, see, I see Dag. He walks out. Get back in my car. When I'm pulling back into traffic, the woman next to me is wearing a gas mask, like a 1940s gas <laughs> mask in her car. And then up on the corner is a guy in a gorilla suit spinning a Quiznos sign. I rounded the corner and was just like, 
I need a minute. <laughs> Were you in a Hollywood montage? Yeah, no, that's what I felt like. I was like, oh, oh, I'm not in Philadelphia yeah. right now. <laughs> Holy shit. My Hollywood experiences, and maybe this is just because I grew up in town. Yeah. My Hollywood experiences usually involve people urinating on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've saw, I've seen a lot of that. Philadelphia's got that too. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying like yeah. every time we would go, every time like people would be in town, oh, we yeah. want to go see Hollywood and Fine, or mm. we want to see the Chinese theater, or whatever. It would be like get on the Hollywood Boulevard, tranny hookers beating each other, yep. people pissing in the gutters. Yeah. Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. The place where dreams are made. <laughs> oh man. I um my best celebrity story I saw uh I saw David Carradine um mm-hmm. six months before he died. Nice. Um and uh I was in line for a show at the UCB. Mm-hmm. Oh, Benson interruption actually. That's what I was okay. gonna go see. Or yeah, yeah, because Graham Elwood was on and he's my favorite person live ever. Um God, he like has made me weep. Like, <laughs> he's like, really funny. Oh my god, when he gets going, he yeah, kills yeah. me. Yeah. Love Same him. Here. Love him. We were, me and my friend Bianca were in line, and David, uh, or yeah, David Carradine walks out of um, walks out of Birds, Birds. The, the bar right down the street, yep. just like drunk as can be, like shirt unbuttoned to his belly button, like old man <laughs> chest hair, dragon medallion, wooden tan flutes, following him in the wind. <laughs> That's what happens under David Carradine. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I kind of looked over and was like, oh, shit, there's, one, there's David Carradine. And, like, you add him to, like, that mental list that mm-hmm. we all... It's like, oh, that's a person that I usually see in 2D. Now they're in 3D. That's exciting. You've moved categories from my head. No, we made eye contact, and he, like, beelined it oh, over. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. No, no, no. He came over to me, my friend Bianca, put his hands in the smalls of both of our backs. Of course he did. Yeah, and was like, ladies. <laughs> did he ladies you? Yeah, he did ladies me. Oh. I was like, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> I was like, go on the Benson interruption. Got an extra ticket. You want to go? And he was like, no, no. He looked at me and he looked at the marquee and he goes, comedy is a waste of your youth. Which is the truest statement. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize you were going from, yeah. from drunken lecher yeah. to actual yeah. Flash and Kane. I mean, that's just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. That's the truest thing that's ever been said to me. You yeah, should, yeah, yeah. You should see how I spend most Saturday nights. Oh, yeah. No. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, yeah. That's, those are pearls of wisdom. Oh, my God. And then you showed him your business card and he hung himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. I was like, whatever. What are you doing with the rest of your night, David Carradine? And he goes, I'm going home to paint on my computer <laughs> and I was like oh what what's your subject matter Mr. Kung Fu Kill Bill <laughs> and he closed his eyes and he goes naked ladies <laughs> and I was like oh my god I'd love to see that sometime sarcastically and he pulled out a piece of paper wrote down his email address pressed it against my collarbone and walked off into the night <laughs> god damn yeah. I wish I was that smooth I know looked at the piece of paper I can tell you his email address now. <laughs> Carradine David at AOL.com. <laughs> awesome. That's the fucking kicker. Yeah. I put that shit on my buddy list. It wasn't CompuServe? No. <laughs> yeah. It was an Errol's. He's <laughs> <laughs> got an Errol's email address. <laughs> I put that shit on my buddy list and we'll watch him sign on and I'd be like, holy shit, he's painting naked ladies right now. <laughs> I like. I just want to think he's on. He's using like Microsoft Paint. No, exactly, exactly. And the best part about <laughs> You're like big, big like yeah. 
like stick figure boobies. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this is the best part of MS Paint. Whenever you draw people on MS Paint, it like shows off your inner racist because <laughs> you can only make people white or brown or yellow or red. Like, right. there's no like. Or like total gollywog black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like... Black, red lips. Right. Just oh. big white eyes. Like, there's only. So David Carradine is drawing racist <laughs> sure. naked ladies on his computer. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? You know? <laughs> Six months later, he never signed on again. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Although. Mission. Yeah. Oh, God. God rest your soul. He's in the, the birds uh, restaurant <laughs> in the sky now. Yeah. He's painting naked ladies in heaven. I hope so. <laughs> He's painting naked ladies with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they have something better than MS Paint for them. Wow, but there. that's the pearls of wisdom. Yeah. No, when he said that to me, I lost my shit. I was just like, I'm a comedian, and you just said that to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! It was it was great. It was it was great. And then like I had to go watch events and interruption. It was just like this is an awesome show. But what yeah, just yeah. happened? Yeah, is the greatest thing that's ever yeah, happened. That was worth the price. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. killed me. Him and then um, uh, I the first time I ever did a show at the la- uh, the comedy store, I was riding my bike home from it after bombing horribly because I don't do. Uh, Horrible jokes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know. I don't like, do them on purpose. I don't do them on purpose. I, I have a few horrible I, jokes oh, I, there. Every, I think every comic does horrible jokes. Yeah. Mostly not on purpose. Not on purpose. I, I try I, I try to bring a little something more than just uh, hollow laughter with me on stage. You know? But, uh, yeah, I, but I was driving home and... Um, I ride my bike home and uh, this car pulled out of a spot and like we T-boned each other like not bad but like we hit and mm. I kind of was like what the fuck and the guy turned and it was Ron Jeremy <laughs> <laughs> and I just like immediately wasn't angry it was just kind of like oh no, sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're not what I wanted to see I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want you to make that list jump that's, that's, the, that's the thing is Ron Jeremy <laughs> I think that's the Ron Jeremy reaction that's everyone's reaction to Ron yeah. Jeremy I, I was... You're not the person I wanted. <laughs> no, no, no. I was in Vegas. I was staying... Megan and I were staying at the hotel at Mandalay Bay, which uh-huh. is my absolute favorite place. It is a nice place. Yeah, yeah. that one's nice. I like yeah. that casino. I'm all right with that place. We were, we were checking out, and uh, in the checkout line was Ron Jeremy. Mm. And, uh, and a lady with him, and I don't know if she was, like, his attache or... Perhaps because <laughs> because Ron Jeremy is from the he has the diplomatic yeah. mission from yes. the, from Porton Valley. I can guarantee you, Ron Jeremy has never used the word attaché. <laughs> he may have owned an attaché case at one point. Yeah, I think so. possible. But he's like, give me the box. Yeah, I want <laughs> my paper box. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, this wasn't like a, an obvious like pornographic actress. I mean, it was right, like right. A, it was actually. Um, very pretty, but you know, older lady. So yeah. I, it could have been, it could have been his sister. It could have been his real life wife. I don't know the inner mm. workings of his personal life. Is from yeah. I, I could Wikipedia. So obviously, the story is not going to a place that I'm interested in because <laughs> you didn't find out about the the, the great thing was, and you know, it was obvi- there was like some porn awards or something going on because Megan and I saw like, there's always all week going yeah. on yeah. Like when we were yeah, yeah. making our rounds. Um, That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, we also saw uh, uh, not Trey Cool, but and not Billy Joe. The other guy in Green Day. Okay. Mike Dern. We saw Mike yep. Dern at the roulette table. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, but yeah, so Ron Jeremy was there and, and like these college, like, yeah. like they, they had the college bro look like down. Yeah. These were the exact guys who would approach Ron Jeremy. Oh God, yeah. And stuff. But it was just funny because the woman with him was like, like kind of looked at me like we shared this moment. We're like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's that's, ridiculous. It's that's Ron Jeremy. That's what Ron Jeremy. 
Classic Ron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like surrounded by these dudes, you know. Yeah. Not not probably who he wanted to see. Yeah. No. I don't know. Maybe 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 he does. Mm-hmm. He's got a big. Have you seen that Odyssey video commercial they show in the valley? They've got this. Va- it's like a Odyssey video is this like a. Adult. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a commercial. For that. There's. It's, I used to watch it when I lived here for that six months. We. Yeah. I haven't had TV in forever, but like I remember watching it all the time. And it's this commercial starring Ron Jeremy. Odyssey video is like a, a adult rental store basically. Yeah. And a big um, video store. Yeah. And it, the commercial is him walking walking around looking at movie titles, and they start talking to him, and they're like, "Pick me, Ronnie! Pick me! No, pick me, oh, Ronnie! Pick sake. me!" And he just goes, "Okay!" And he pushes them all into a wheelbarrow, and then he's like, walks out of the wheelbarrow, and goes, "Odyssey video, get your own wheelbarrow." <laughs> it's great. Wait, so they sell wheelbarrows there? Apparently, no. You have to bring your own. Uh, you got to bring your own wheelbarrow. That's where they really make their money. Yeah. Yep. They got a side deposit. business. Wheelbarrow deposits. People never want to bring it back. Yeah. No. He goes wheelbarrow, not giant bag. <laughs> That's not a huge sack. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Please don't, don't say Ron Jeremy deposits and huge sack all in the same <laughs> time since. Too late. <laughs> it's happened. I've seen it on video. Um, I've only seen his work in like trauma films. I, yeah. Like he's uh, he was in Terror well, Firmer. Back in the days, kids, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of pornography out there, and Ron Jeremy started a bunch of it. Yeah. Um, his, uh, IM, his IMDb is pretty intense. <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, he's been doing it for like thirty years. Yeah. You know? it's yeah. Like, and they make and like a thousand movies a year, don't they? With him alone. Yeah. yeah. Does he still do like the? Does he actually do straight porn anymore, or is he still kind of like know. a cameo player? I, I probably, wonder. Probably. Well, we could. Let's consult the internet. Let's You're find sa- out. Sa- save too, because I have to use the, uh, All right. the little Roger in his room. <laughs> hey everybody, Gene here. Just wanted to let you know about the Fraser Mountain uh, Renaissance Fair and Elizabethan Shakespeare Festival happening June 18th and 19th and 25th and 26th, respectively, in Fraser Park, California, about 45 minutes outside of LA. A nice little drive, get out of town, go to a Renaissance Fair. Uh, tickets are dirt cheap. Information uh, can be had at www.fmrf.info. And uh, you can get all the details on hours and events. I think it's 10 to 6. And they've got uh, lots of vendors and lots of shows. Looks like family fun for everybody. Uh, we're going to try, the family uh, and I are going to try and make it out there at least one of the weekends. So I hope to see you there. Once again, that's the Fraser Mountain Renaissance Fair and Elizabethan Shakespeare Festival in beautiful Fraser Park, California. Get more information at www.fmrf.info. Thanks. You guys know who this is, right? It's Operation Ivy. Uh, they were on Lookout Records. Uh, half the band is rancid now, and the re-release of their discography is on Hellcat Records, which is the label that's a partnership between Tim Armstrong of Off Ivy and Rancid, and Brett Gerowitz from Bad Religion and Epitaph Records. This song is called Bank Shot. You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number. All right, we're back on the air. All right. I just, went, I just went to the bathroom. 
Okay. Which reminded me that Ron Jeremy and I have one thing in common. <laughs> we have really hairy backs. <laughs> like, I feel like I took my shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I know I have a hair. Like, like I would be surprised. Yeah. Oh. What? When did this happen? You should have dogs putting in a circle looking at your back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see any indication that he's retired, but I, yeah, he probably... Well, maybe ronjeremy.com has <laughs> God. Was he, you look oh, he was in the Boondock Saints. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Billy, Con- um, Billy Connolly. I'm seeing him tonight, actually. Oh, cool. Yep. This is his <clears> first uh, comedy show in the, in the U.S. in four years. Oh, wow. I love Billy Connolly. Uh, the Ricardo Montalban Theater. I've never been. I've never been either. <laughs> Are the seats <laughs> the seats made of rich Corinthian? Uh, Feels that they should be, right? Totally. I feel like my voice should drop an octave and gain oh, an accent yes. when I say that. Oh yes. They like you give them the ticket to give you a brandy snifter. Right, exactly. <laughs> ah. My first my first album cover is gonna be the the improv misspelled my name one time as uh, my name is Brandy I E Posey E Y and they they misspelled brandy with a Y and then posy as P-O-S-S-E. So it said brandy posse. <laughs> nice. So my first album cover is going to be um, me and then a bunch of dudes in smoking jackets with brandy snifters. What, what? <laughs> it's my brandy, brandy posse. Hey. Oh, that that yeah. would have been your derby name. Yeah. Brandy oh. posse. Uh, and that would have been there. I, I can see brandy posse doing... Shitty comedy at, yeah. at the comedy store. Yeah. Laugh Factory. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Doing horrible jokes. That's my alter ego when I say horrible things. That see, this is the this is the thing. If you're a comedy store or a Laugh Factory comic, you think all comedians think horrible jokes. It's just when you choose to say them and steal minutes from people's lives by saying them. Yeah, and I mean, uh, well, you know, funny's funny, but yeah. but then there's a, see that's why I deal in horrible puns. We've talked like we've talked about this with very, very quick. before too. But funny, I think funny's funny, but it's one of those things where where there's the comics that go for mm-hmm. this is going to make somebody laugh regardless of its value. Yeah. And this is gonna get an applause break, and yeah. those are the those are the comics that I just put them in a container, cargo mm-hmm. container, and dump them in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, and be done with it. Yeah, because <clears throat> they could be anybody. Like all, all the material right. is completely interchangeable. Right, right, right. And yeah. it's and it's just like it's like I'd rather I'd rather laugh because I'm thinking about something yeah. than laugh just because that's funny word combination. Yeah. Or oh. Black people are dumb, or whatever yeah. the yeah. you know lame like jab you in the comedy center of your brain. Yeah, exactly. Black people are dumb. I just want to get that out there. Oh, they do. yeah, I mean, yeah, no. definitely. That's yeah. wait comments. Wait, of what? Gene <laughs> George and Brandy Posse. <laughs> no, may not I'm, reflect. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. I have upwards of three black friends. Good work. <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel pretty good about it. And you're wearing an Obama I am. beanie at the moment. Went to his inauguration. Because cool. I'm, yeah, because I'm I I was living out I mean I was living out here when it happened, but um, I was from DC, so I was like, oh hell, I'm going home for this. It was awesome. It felt like you know like the end of um Ghostbusters 2, mm-hmm. when like the good vibes have like got the Statue of Liberty moving right. to higher and higher, like mm-hmm. that's what the Obama's inauguration felt like. I kept expecting like the Lincoln Memorial to stand up and start doing the Macarena or something. <laughs> I was like, is it, you're moving, Lincoln? Yeah. Come on, A.B., A.B. A little stand up. Yeah. God, I would love, I would love. Abe Lincoln's my favorite president. I'm a huge, he's, he's, he's a lot of people's, but like, I've, right. 
I've, I'm, huge, I'm a huge president nerd in general. I've read many biographies on many different dead people. Um, <laughs> and every, every time I read a Lincoln one, the last couple chapters, always weep. One time I was like reading, this is one, there's one, it's great, it's called With Malice Towards None, and um, I was finishing at, finishing at the gym on like a treadmill running and like reading, and uh, I just started like tearing up and was just like, oh no, you can't be reading a 700 page book and crying in public on a treadmill. <laughs> you gotta go home, go home, hide the shame. <laughs> nice. These are two things that do not get along. Did you ever read Manhunt? Yes. I started that and on audiobook, like yeah. our trip, and then the CD skip. And I haven't revisited it yet. I know they've talked about adapting it into a miniseries for like it's HBO great. or whatever. It's, it's, really really cool. it, it's an awesome book that's like, um, it's the 12-day chase for Lincoln's killer, and it's basically them follow, trying to find John Wilkes Booth. And like, it's uh, it's awesome. It, it's written as like a thriller, right. but completely historically accurate. So right. it's got that kind of like, like, oh, God, I'm going to turn the page and see what's happening next. It's awesome. I love it. I loved it. Awesome. It's really fun. It's like a 19th century 24. Yeah, basically. Boop. Beep. Boop. Beep. <laughs> Wait, why do you keep doing that? It's like 19th century. <laughs> uh, just picture those guys in their weird little police helmets. Yeah. <laughs> the Pinkertons running around. Or Pinkertons, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Now, being somewhat of a presidential scholar, <clears throat> they're so... My, not myself, Brandy. But okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> Brandy, you that's being my a presidential scholar. Line. Yeah. Um... There's so much hyperbole about so and so is the worst president ever. Mm-hmm. Having studied the presidents, who is the worst president ever? Mm, I mean, they were horrible people for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, but Bush is really awful. <laughs> he's, he's 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 a big contender. But then you've got people like I mean, Chester Arthur didn't do shit. Yeah, and he hated unions. You know, <laughs> and like Kennedy's overrated. Oh, yeah. Kennedy's totally over. Kennedy's so, I mean... He got us on the moon. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> um, have we even been on the moon? I mean, yeah, come on. Right. What no, if I turn we, into... We, like went, a... we went over. Yes, we have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a friend in, college, in high school that, like, we had to do, like, a, a persuasive speech, and he was, like, joking, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, bump the moon landing yeah. and, like, get into that. And then, like, he actually got really into it and was like, I don't, he had, like, a notebook that he carried around with photos and stuff. And I was like, dude, shut up. <laughs> How dare you? So he went, he went like, insta-crazy conspiracy yeah. person. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's one of the things about conspiracy theories is, mm-hmm. is smart people believe in conspiracy theories mm-hmm. because they can put those facts together and, and try and make those moves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to, oh, yeah, Kennedy. Yeah, fuck Kennedy. Yeah. What? I just... He was the first good-looking president. That's his, that's his claim <laughs> yeah. to fame. That's his claim to fame. Mm-hmm. What about Martin Van Buren? <laughs> that great facial hair. He was a silver fox. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Ten, uh, uh, Jefferson was a good-looking guy. Good-looking fella. TJ? He pulled, he pulled in a lot of trim. <laughs> yeah, he did. Apparently. Well, yeah. by, well, by raping his property. <laughs> hey, it's not rape if it's property. Come it's, on yeah. now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have you seen the John Adams miniseries? That, I started it. The Paul Giamatti and uh, Laura Linney? <laughs> yeah. It's good. That was one of those things I picked up and dropped. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I, I didn't watch it. I was a big fan of it. It's great. Um, I have heard James Endomian's impression of Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which That's, is fantastic. Which is the first thing that, the first thing that I think of yeah. when someone mentions Paul Giamatti. Um, the, 
the comment the commentary track on Sideways that him and Thomas Hayden Church do is and the guy from Wings. Yeah, the guy from Wings. Amazing. It's the two of them trying to like outsmarm each other. <laughs> it's it's I mean and like they're both fun about it, but it's just like it's it's hilarious. It's really still the best commentary track was Resident Evil. Which is the one with uh, Michelle Rodriguez? Is that the first one? Uh, I think so. Go to the IMDb, baby. Check it. I'm the best. Um, I think it was Michelle. So it was Michelle Rodriguez and and uh, um, what's her face? Uh, uh, oh God. Resident Evil Five? No, it wasn't Five. That's it's the first <clears throat> thing that comes up in Google. What we'll do IMDb? Um, and uh, Mia Jovovich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the director and producer, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, it, Mia Jovovich has like this shit hemorrhage about halfway through the commentary, where Michelle Rodriguez says Mila or something, mm-hmm. and, and and she's like. We worked together for three months. It's Mia Jovovich. How many times have you heard my name? Oh, God. <laughs> like it's, it was yes. and, and I was like, I don't think she's joking around about it. <laughs> yes. But it kind of sounded like they were all a little bit drunk. That's awesome. <laughs> Probably. Those are the best. Those are the best. My, commentary tracks. One of my other favorite ones is the one for Bull Durham that it's it's Tim Robbins and um, Kevin Costner and uh, and like the director. It's not Susan Sarandon. And every time that Kevin Costner's in a scene with Susan Sarandon, he goes, oh man, Tim, you're a lucky guy. <laughs> Good looking lady, look at your lady there. Hey. And it's just like real creep into Robbins is like, yep, yep, yeah, thanks. It's, he's a real big creep about it, it's awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like, yes, oh. Kevin Costner, you're crazy, I love it. Okay. I, um... It's been a while since I've listened to it. I know that Schizopolis, which is one of um, mm-hmm. Soderbergh's first movies, there's a commentary where it's him interviewing himself. Huh. And, um, I mean, I mean, it's all, like, an, it's a definitely, like, a put-on. Like, he's being... Mm-hmm. It, I think it's an awkward conversation between himself. Mm-hmm. But... And then there's one... I'm not a fan of these movies necessarily. It's almost a guilty pleasure. Like, I'll watch it. Oh, you've already... You've already... You, you know what I'm going to say? You, no, I'm saying you've already... Uh, You've already over-explained yourself to the point where yeah. we know you love this. Okay. So please yeah. continue. Like the date movie, mm-hmm. scary movie, not the Wayne scary movies, but the scary movie 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah. Like oh, those bands. Uh, yeah. Disaster movie. Mm-hmm. So I think it was date movie that they had hired critics who'd panned it mm-hmm. to do a commentary on the film. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's cool. That's probably the only humor that. that they've managed to yeah. shoot. <laughs> probably. Into that oh, man. The only good one, is it Scary Movie 2 with Chris Elliott? Yeah. Oh my God! Where him and his little shriveled. Leg. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The baby hand. Oh, me mixing mashed potatoes. <laughs> that grab my good arm, my strong hand. That's that, yeah. No, I I do remember seeing part of that. Yeah. On the cable television. That's literally all I know of that series is that. Yeah. And like yeah. that's uh, that that killed me. That hits that part of my brain that like stupid. It's totally <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, but stupid. It's, it's hilarious. Kills me. Uh, th- this is the, I, and I think it's I think it's the tiny deformed hand part for me. Mm-hmm. Because that mm-hmm. the Kristen Wiig thing on Saturday Night Live. The, oh my god, the, yes. How awesome is that? And it's <laughs> stupid and it's the same thing every time and I would I normally should hate yeah. that because yeah. I hate that kind of thing mm-hmm. with, with most mm-hmm. SNL sketches but that thing kills me every yeah. single time. Oh my god, yeah. Every single time. Yeah. Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk. The Lawrence Welk show. Have you seen it? Yeah, of course. Oh. Found a dead baby on the side of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they bring that one back every once in a while. 
<laughs> popping the it's bubbles. Like, oh god! I, I could watch that. I could watch that just over and over again. And cry, like mm-hmm. cry, laughing every time. It's just so stupid. See, I always liked Kristen oh. Wiig. I liked her yeah. since Joe Schmo, and yeah. I saw her in a bunch of movies um, as she was going up mm-hmm. the ranks and Saturday Night Live and stuff. Yeah. And so then people, there was a backlash because there's well, some characters that are relied upon. I, but, I my wife, then, my wife put it perfectly for me and that's we were watching SNL and mm-hmm. something came on and she said another crunchy Kristen Wiig character mm-hmm. and that's it it's mm-hmm. like they just they give her the stuff that's just completely over the t- when she pulls things back 50,000 notches yeah. she's great she's yeah. great mm-hmm. I mean look at Bridesmaid she's really good in she's Bridesmaid. great in Bridesmaid yeah <clears throat> you know and that's what she should be doing she mm-hmm. should be playing to that like upper third of her range and not just like blowing with you know the mm-hmm. The levels on it all the time. I'm getting crazy face in the You're camera. <laughs> yeah. Brandy, I, I, I've seen you do stand up and mm-hmm. it was awesome. Do you feel like you've like nailed down what who you are on stage or is it still a process? You- um, I mean, I think it's still a process to a point. I mean, right, I, I have a good handle, I think, on my voice and what I like to talk about. Um, I, I want to get a little bit more personal in my stand up. I, I don't really do, I do like. I do stories that are like kind of like from weird moments in my life that yeah. are like, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a weird bit that I can explain quickly. Like I, I, I had a guy in a banana suit um, at the beach one time say, hey, don't touch my banana. That's <laughs> turned into this whole like right. big thing. Um, and, and like, it's like a four minute bit now, but it's like, I take moments like that, but I want to get a little bit more personal and like share a little bit more of myself now that I'm more comfortable on stage, but then find a way for that to... I, I have a hard time because I have some friends that like they, they do a lot of they do a lot of personal material and it's like I appreciate it I wonder how much audience members that don't know you appreciate it because who gives a shit you know yeah. what I mean how <laughs> universal is this yeah exactly so it's like slowly kind of working that stuff in but you know it's I, I'm very I'm very conscious of like the audience is giving me minutes of their life that could be spent doing other things where <laughs> like I'm very like okay you've given me 10 minutes of, of your life the le- like this is ten more minutes that you could be spending with your ga- grandchildren down the line. You know what I mean? This is how you've chosen 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 to spend this time. So I want to give them, you know, I want to be entertaining for them. But for the most part, yeah. I mean, yeah. I do I do really really weird stories based on moments that I think most people would kind of just let go yeah. or like would talk about for a minute. But I like to turn it into something crazy. I like I'm a crazy magnet. A lot of crazy people really like me. Like there's there's something I we've don't, yeah, yeah we've noticed this we've talked about this off mic mm-hmm. um, you get hassled a little bit yeah I hassle a lot <laughs> is it because of you is it because like individually is it a thing that being a woman in society is it being particularly a woman comic I think it's like I think because I. I get hassled, I think, more than other lady comics I know. I think I just, I'm a very, like, uh, approachable person. And, like, I think I, which I need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm a much meaner person than I used to be. Like, when I was in high school and stuff, I'd be, I was like, I had this, I was like, if I tried, I could be best friends with everybody. <laughs> like, no. That fuck, is a bad idea. Fuck that. I hate most people. I really do. Most people are worthy of hate. Yeah. I mean, and I really, and yeah, and just people. Seriously. No, I'm, I'm being absolutely No, I, I am now, too. overcoming that and actually treating people with respect is the mm-hmm. difficult part of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most people are worthy of contempt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, there's just no two ways about it. 
deal with a lot of shitty human beings on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you'd heard this mini because we talked about this, like mm-hmm. naming you specifically, and we yeah. talked about Natasha Leggero. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and yeah, we've yeah. talked to Jen Kirkman about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's I just, mean, there might be something about being a, a, a late comic that you because you just attract a certain kind of person. I think, and I think because I mean, male comics probably get it to a point too, but I feel like. I mean, I don't know. I, I think because you're on stage and you're sharing something with yourself and you're it's your job to be charming, basically. Right, right. Be funny and then, like, to help with the funny, be charming because right. that way a joke will go over because they like you, if it, even if it doesn't hit right. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right, You know, but, like, so you do that and you get off stage and you don't want to be a bitch to people that you've just met. So you're just like, hey, how you doing? Good, I'll talk to you. Oh, oh you're a socially awkward person that doesn't understand boundaries? <laughs> Okay, great. What a surprise at a comedy show. Yeah. Say. <laughs> yeah. Say. Yeah. Your theory here doesn't hold water. And then you get random messages from strangers on Facebook that say things like, your comedy's really crazy, but your boobs are huge, so I guess that makes up for it. Things like that happen to me I, all the time. Now I know what I've been doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had some guy, like, like last week, I... I had an incident with a with with a guy at a, at a open mic uh, a while ago. I don't really talk about it too much, but like he basically, <laughs> um, basically after he was the host of the open mic and basically made some joke about wanting to raw dog rape me afterwards, and it turned into a whole thing right. because, fuck you, yeah, holy Ho- shit, yeah, it was a whole. He thought he was being funny. That's not funny because I don't know who you are, um, <laughs> and you physically are threatening me. Holy shit, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing, and I meant I. Somebody mentioned it on another podcast that I did, and then a fan of that podcast friended, friended me with the words, hey, I want to raw dog friend you. <laughs> and I was like, funny, but no. No. We don't. I'm not going to write Ooh, uh... you. I'm not going to write you why that's, you can't say that to me, but like, how dare you? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's just, there's you just deal with a lot of socially awkward people that have a lot of anger issues towards women for one one reason or another some deserved some not i'm sorry that people have been mean to you in the past don't generalize yeah totally no, get over it i think is the thing is don't yeah even though all people are contemptible yeah all people are contemptible but, but in generalize. their own in their own <laughs> yes absolutely ways. absolutely yeah, yeah. people's contempt is like snowflakes it's all different <laughs> these are unique snowflakes yeah yeah hateful hateful snowflakes no I, I i just you know yeah. I, I think that just has to be the the worst part, mm-hmm. I think, is, is that assumption. Yeah. Whether and it doesn't. I don't think it matters whether you're a, a dude. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's there's a couple other things going on too. If, yeah. When it's in real life, that's mm-hmm. just like yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The internet, I can most interactions that come off awkwardly, I can mm-hmm. totally ascribe to like I have no, yeah. you know, personal interaction with you, so it's mm-hmm. hard. You know, you could say something that's ill-spoken yeah. and you, we didn't mean anything by yeah. it. It could be taken Well, people want to be shocking with you too as a comic because they're yeah. like, that's the whole... It's like, hey, <laughs> yeah, right, I'm right. funny too. And it's like, no, you, I'm a person. Right. You're saying this, this to point, a person. At this point, we are having an normal interaction. And yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing is not... Yeah. See, that that's was, horrifying. That was yeah. something I admired about... Um, the comic I saw, I saw both of you, um, Burns. Mike um, Burns. Mike Burns, yeah. yeah. And he was, ve- he could be very crass, yeah. but in a very hilarious way. Yeah, Burns is great, Mike Burns is great, because he, he like, he, he's crass, but it's, it's commentary on that crassness at yeah. the same time, or yeah. he's just like, I'm being this 
horrible character, yeah. but like I'm making fun of the person that I'm doing. Like right, he's got, he's right. he's great about it. Right. I love Mike. He's a sweetheart off stage too. And he's just he's he's good people. And it's yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff always kills me because it's like, what are you, what are you, oh my God, what did somebody do to you? Jesus, <laughs> it's not that, it's not that bad. People, children in foreign countries are being enslaved in the arm, in foreign armies and are being forced to hack off the limbs of children enslaved in other foreign <laughs> armies. I'm sorry some girl didn't answer a note that you wrote the right well, way. It's, <laughs> like, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. It's hard being a white dude in America. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. It is very hard. We've had yeah. this conversation. I know. I know. I mean, like, it's a hard... Yeah, I get it. I get it. The economy's down. You can't buy a PlayStation and an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, oh. You know, though, it speaks to... And I might have mentioned this specifically on the show before, um, having heard Odenkirk speak recently about... Mm people were bringing up like Andy Kaufman and he Mm -hmm. brought up Andy Dick Mm -hmm. um, in this conversation on this Mm -hmm. panel. um, The the ones that we talked about on the show before that Ben Blacker hosts for 826LA that the nerd is is Mm -hmm. now kind of in charge of and may be coming out on a podcast so there's a plug for them. But Odenkirk's like, you know, there's people who are funny and and this is kind of paraphrasing but basically, you know, there's people who craft and things and and it has to do with them being funny and witty and stuff, and then there's broken people, and like who are amusing. Yeah, like yeah. here's my brokenness. Yeah, and and sometimes it's funny, like with Kaufman mm. or Andy Dick. A pathology or, versus a craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think there's there's probably a pathology behind most of it. Yeah, craft. It's like I do want people to pay attention to me, and I can do that by being funny. Yeah. But but I also appreciate a really. I mean, well, we had this conversation about well kind of started having this conversation I posted I posted a, a, a joke to the Tumblr page which was very similar to an, an Eddie Pepitone joke uh-huh. are we going to talk about this on air we can sure why not this is awkward this, this is, but this, it's not awkward it's awkward for you and I don't care about your awkward <laughs> that's fine but I mean but 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 it's but it's like but it was what I was this is yeah. the craft of that joke it was what I was thinking it literally was like I was thinking about thrifty ice cream cones because mm-hmm. they were part of my growing up. They, uh-huh. were, they were a nickel a piece. It was like you could, you know, get an ice cream cone for a nickel. It was awesome. Like fifteen yeah. cents, you get like a th- triple decker. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, man, if I had a time machine, I'd go back and get a thrifty ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I go to the trouble of stealing or inventing a time machine to get a fifteen cent ice cream yeah. cone, a nickel ice cream cone. And I'm like. Yeah, I probably fucking would do that. <laughs> yep. And so the joke is to do today: get a time machine, eat thrifty ice cream cones, nickel ice cream cones till I puke. Three kill Hitler. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that comes third on the list, and it is very similar because Pepitone does this. He does lists. He does yeah. his list things, mm-hmm. but it's like so. Brody's like, oh, like he does not like an Eddie Pepitone joke, and I'm like, mm-hmm. don't care. <laughs> my literal my response to him was literally, don't care. Yeah. I was like, great, I, I have angered. No, you didn't yeah. anger me. I just, I just. I can't think of those things. Yeah. It's like, I thought it was funny and I wrote mm-hmm. it down. I chose to do it in that format, which is similar. Yeah, to, yeah whatever. There's know. five jokes. Bing. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I but mean, it, like I said, point taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, I've, I've written a lot of jokes that are very similar and not, not like stealing jokes, but just yeah. like I realized as I was going over, going over it in my head or doing it in an open mic, mm-hmm. I'm like, I just wrote a Paul F. Tompkins joke. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, check me out. And it's not like I wrote one of his jokes. Yeah. I just wrote something that sounds very similar. Yeah. Whether I use it or not. But. Well, I think it's hard too as a comedy fan sometimes. I'm a huge, I'm a huge comedy nerd too. And it's like when 
you, you listen to and you watch so much comedy, like it, you're, you're going to be inspired by people to a point and you won't even realize it until you hear yourself yeah, say exactly. something on stage. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I've, ta- I've, I've said bits like in Paul F. Tompkins' voice before and I've been like, oh, no, 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 that's, 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 that's not how yeah. I would say it. That's, you know, all, right. the inflection is, is complete PFT or something. Paul J. at that, um, do you know Paul J? I do know yeah. Paul J. Uh, at a, the uh, what should I call it um, sticker treat show last year, he did Paul F. Tompkins, <laughs> and like he, like dead on the whole bit through was it was impressive. I've always threatened to do to do Brody Stevens. Oh God, Brody Stevens is so much fun to do Brody Stevens voice because Vance because uh, Vance Sanders does that at the mm-hmm. Thanksgiving show and, mm-hmm. and do your you know, and so I could do five minutes of Brody Stevens off the top yeah anytime oh God it's yeah like, uh, just uh, yeah he's the best. Because the, the the Adomian thing with the dueling Brady Stevens, yeah, that's yeah. the best thing. Oh, God. I love watching James Adomian do other comics. His Mark Maron kills me. Not I don't think that. I've seen him do Mark Maron. I've, I've seen him do Brody. I've seen him do Paul and a bunch of other stuff. But it's Maron is great. He curls up in a ball on a stool and it's just like I just want to be living in a sea of cats and coffee. A coffee made <laughs> of cats, ex girlfriends and cats and coffee. And do you like my facial hair? And it's just like <laughs> it's, perfect, it's perfect. And like in the voice, he's just hunched over in a chair, just. <laughs> look like a professor. Do I look like a professor? Do I look like a professor right of cats? <laughs> it's great. It's so funny. Now, besides being a comedy uh, aficionado, I don't mm. like to say nerd. Yeah. Too bad. Um, Eat it, nerd. <laughs> you, you you have a musical streak in you, too. Like you said, mm-hmm. French horn stuff, but mm-hmm. also you, you like a, a lot of music. Yeah. I, I feel like I remember... I'm a big Scott kid. That's yes. I, I remembered some talk around Scott. I don't know if that was between us or if somebody was making fun of you for it. Um, well, that happens. It. That definitely happens. I get made fun of a lot for it. I don't understand why more comedians aren't into ska music. I, it's just like it's really happy and silly and like because a lot of it sucks. I think. <gasps> I think a lot of it sucks. And no, 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 and, no, no, hey, no, no, no. A, lot, a lot of it does suck. But I, I, there is a lot that is when when you find what is good, it's great. Sure. Well, but I yeah. mean, I, I, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Boingo Boingo is one of my favorite bands, and yeah. you could easily lump them into the pre- precursors to, mm-hmm. you know, Southern California ska. Yeah, one section at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't have a problem with it in general, yeah. but I do have a problem in specifics. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I mean, there are some ska. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm selective in what I like. There's like maybe like ten ska bands that I'm a huge fan of, and mm-hmm. then like there's a there's a lot that I just won't, I wouldn't see. Scott kids are also very like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Scott kids are like people from New Jersey. Like they're just very like, like just proud, but like on edge. If you say something bad, fuck you, man. Like yeah. people from Jersey, you can't make fun of Jersey. I can do it. So I'm from there. <laughs> Scott kids are the same way, and it's just like, oh god, I just. I mean, there. It, it, it's funny because there are a lot of Scott kid comedy fan crossovers. Like if you go, to, it's funny. You go to Meltdown, and there's a bunch of kids that I know that. That are there that I've met at Scott shows in Orange County and just been like, oh, hey, hey guys, what's up? Yeah. But I've been seeing, I mean, Rubik Fish is my first concert in 1998. I've been seeing them forever, hundreds of times. <laughs> and like, I mean, they're fun. They put on a good act. They're all comedy fans too. So like, they use shtick and stuff. I like, I like a band with shtick. Yeah. I like, I like when musicians are goofy on stage. Right. I like a show. Like Aquabats? Oh, God. Yeah, they're so good. They're so fun. And like they, 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 
their shows are great because they have inflatables. They bring little kids up on stage and let you crowd surf. Nice. Like in this like inflatable like like dragon out into people, and the lead singer does backflips and like they they have guys in costumes that come out and are villains, and they have to f- dance them down and like. <laughs> That's a great, that's fun and silly, and you dance around and you can't, you have a good time. Yeah. It, I wouldn't be married to Megan if it weren't for the Aquabats. Really? Because oh. the people who introduced us, it was like her bandmate yeah. and my friend mm-hmm. met on an Aquabats like, community. Nice. And through that, he booked their band nice. onto the show that I got booked on, and that's where we met. Wow. I thought it was like an Aquabats forced labor camp. <laughs> yeah. Where Stockholm Syndrome bought <laughs> uh, That story is not as good as the one in my head. <laughs> I, I like went to a bunch of ska shows in Phoenix. I I, mm-hmm. I I never got into it as far as collecting it. Yeah. As much as any further than like Operation Ivy. Yeah. But um, and and I guess Rancid does some ska every once in a while. Yeah, Rancid kind of falls into that category a little bit. Occasionally. They're they do some sort of no effects songs kind of fall in that. Yeah, yeah. Like there's kind of, I mean, yeah, there's there's certain songs that Uncle Bogo does kind of like fall into that as well. Like it's kind of. Well, like I said, I think, I think they, because they started, I would call them more a cabaret band that yeah. got that sort of Southern California. Yeah. I just like bands with like a like a instrument section. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always cuz yeah. like yeah, like I'm a bit I mean, it's it's not even so much scale so much as like I like that cuz I mean I've been playing French horn since I was in 4th grade and I've always like thought it was cool to see like a bassoon on stage. There's just there's this cabaret band called the World Inferno Friendship Society in New York and they're fantastic. Oh my gosh, I saw them um before what's it called now? Uh it's the New Jersey Festival. They they went out here too. Can't think of it. Um, it used to be called Skate and Surf in Jersey before it became a bi-coastal thing. And, um, skate and Surf sounds just like a shitty skate park. Yeah, yeah. It? it basically <laughs> or is. Or a skate shop. <laughs> yeah. Like a shitty skate shop. <laughs> but that's where I saw World Inferno Friendship Society for the first time. And like, there, there's probably 15 people in the band. That right. got, bamboozle. Like, bamboozle, that's it. That's what it is. Yeah. Before, yeah. So before it was bamboozled, Skate and Surf, went to go see it. And um, there was some hardcore band that was supposed to play. It was a hardcore band that played before World Inferno, mm. and then they ran long. So World Inferno goes up on stage. It's 14 people. It takes a minute to set up. And they wanted them to, like, cut their set by, like, 10 minutes only do, like, two songs. And they got pissed because there was a hardcore band that everyone wanted to see afterwards. And they were, like, it was one of the most punk rock things I've ever seen because they were just, like, well, fuck you. We're not turning off. The venue turned off their speakers, and they just, like... Just were like playing their marimbas and just like got into a fist fight with the band nice. that was coming on after them. I'm always I'm always a fan of bands that get into fights with other bands. On yeah, stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of the things that, that if I wasn't a diva fan before, when I read about mm-hmm. their early shows where mm-hmm. they would they would do auditions in like you know steel worker bars and they would play like rock covers and then they would play Devo songs <laughs> until the people rush the stage and then they would get into fist fights with the, with the fans. Yeah. Like, yes, I would do that. I would totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> like play Jocko Homo until people rush the stage. <laughs> Seriously. Now between, I mean, musical talent and mm-hmm. your interest in music and your interest in performing as far as a comedian mm-hmm. and as an actress, um, mm-hmm. did you ever consider or did you ever pursue the front woman route in a band? Um, no, I, I, I was never really opposed to it, but like I had this thing with the music where like, I don't, I never wanted to make 
that my career you know what I mean like I love it too much to yeah. like because with comedy it's like I love comedy I'm okay selling that part of me as a product though you know music is just something that like that was like my first love you know what I mean yeah. Where that was like I want there to be mystery there I don't want to know the inner workings of the music industry yeah. like which is just bullshit like I mean <laughs> well now it's just garbage yeah exactly so you know and I mean I love I, I, I love it too much I think to like want to monetize it in any way with comedy it's like I love comedy too but like I for some reason I in my head I'm like I'm okay with that a little right. bit more, you know. I think I think for me I think like like writing songs and stuff would be a much more personal thing and like writing writing jokes like it's personal but it's also like I'm okay with like that being in the world a little bit more than like writing songs or something like that right, right. at this point, you know. Yeah, the mechanics of comedy that's what kept me out of comedy for a long time. Yeah. Once I figured out the mechanics of comedy, I was like, I don't really do that. Yeah. And then I'm like, but you know what? It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Once you start meeting like all the like. Uh, and bookers and agents and managers and stuff. And it's like, oh god, I have to deal with all you. Yeah, as a, definitely uh, as a, as, a, as a, a living, it's yeah. I'm still not even wanting to do that if it's yeah. not something that I'm doing for myself. Yeah. I mean, when we had Karen Kilgariff on talking about going on the road and doing college gigs and stuff like that, I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'll just shoot myself in the face before I do that. Yeah. Go to a place where drunken college kids don't want to see me. Yeah. If I wanted to do that, I could go to Westwood any night of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the best. I've done. I've done. Sh- I haven't done college shows, but I've done a couple rowdy bar shows where, like, literally, um, I've taken pieces of napkins and shoved them in my ears so I can hear myself. Nice. <laughs> and just been like, "Well, this one's for me." <laughs> I am saying words. Yeah, that is what I am doing. I'm saying words in a in a way. I would just. I would just not funny. even talk. I would just yeah. move my lips. Yeah. Just, just just just. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's, that's yeah. all anybody Nothing. saw. And then you're like, wow, if my, what would somebody say I was doing if they walked in and didn't realize it was a comedy show? What would they say is happening right now? <laughs> and see, at that point, at that point is when you pull out just like whatever and just start yeah. saying whatever and see if you can get anybody to pay any attention. Oh, yeah. At all. Yeah. That would be what I would end up doing. Yeah. I'd probably get into a fight at some point. I've come close a few <clears throat> times. I've come close. What's the closest you've come? Um, it's actually the closest I've come is at uh, Big Fish. You ever been to the show Big Fish? I've not yet. It's really close to me too. Yeah, Big Fish is a little weird dive bar. Big Fish is actually I, I usually love that place a lot. It's the, 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 the Denver Smiths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Big Fish is this weird little dive bar that uh, it's owned by I don't know if it's owned by a guy named Cheezer, but he's the bartender. <laughs> che- Cheezer used to be a, I guess a morning DJ in in Austin back in the day. Um, he got a start from Wolfman Jack because he could wow. do yeah he could do a Wolfman Jack impression, and like Wolfman Jack heard him and hired him to do all of his promo work for him. Oh nice. Yeah, so that's how he got a start in radio. Um, and then so Cheezer is the bar is like the bar manager, and then his bar back is this like crazy possibly transient man named Billy Dilly. Who like grows peppers in the wall along the men's bathroom outside, and like he's he's amazing. Sure. If you if you say something during your set that triggers um, a, a prop that Billy Dilly might have somewhere in the bar, he will go and get it on stage. Like I have a joke about a a, a juggling chainsaw comedian in a Renaissance festival, and um, and Billy Dilly one time the time I told it there, he like, came up behind me with these like hedge clippers, just started revving them like they were a chainsaw. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, it's amazing. That place is great. Somebody did a joke about um, the beach, and uh, he came up behind him with like a surfboard, and I was like, "Hey, Tan!" He's just—he's a, a crazy man. He's fantastic. I love him to death. 
but they're the show is uh, is booked by a couple different people. It's every Tuesday, but it's like different people on Tuesdays. And um, there's certain people. They're just it's 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 a almost a booked mic to a point where it's like hey, right. if anybody anybody who writes in gets the spot. And there's there's this one specific comic who is like a pretty I'm pretty sure like an ex con of some kind. He's got he's got head tattoos. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's usually yeah. usually a sign of someone who's not employable in the usual manner. Yeah, he's this, he's just like this like white power ex con ex con <laughs> asshole horrible person who well, the first night I met him decided to throw his set and tell all the women on the lineup and in the bar exactly how he wanted to have his way with all of us. <laughs> Said some really horrible things to me, and then I can take it. But there's there's a couple of girls in the lineup who just like I, I felt really bad for, who were just like, Jesus. like I can stand up for myself, and right. there's some people that just can't. And like I got to follow them, which was fun. And I was like, uh, his name's Brian Ross. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, nice. Gives a shit. It's like, we can bleep it out if you feel bad. About oh, it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> nice. It's like Brian Ross, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, understands women so well must have been one in prison. <laughs> Boom! Shakalaka. And he was just like, what the hell? What? What? Are you, what? And I was like, oh, oh, can't take your own medicine. Oh my god. You must, you, you must have been a great, a great little bitch back then. And like, we got, we got into it. It was nice. heated. It was like a heated 10 minute back and forth, but I had a microphone. Um, <laughs> That's still. Yep. And then I got, and then I was getting off stage and I was like, can somebody walk me to my car? Because I don't need a convict tattoo face over here coming after me to go back in the slammer because he misses his boyfriend. Nice. And he, and I got off stage and he was like, you know, I was just fucking around during my set. And I was like, yeah, I was too. But I got laughs. Like, I don't know what you want me to say right now. Ah. And every time he sees me now, he's just like, hi, Brandon, good to see you. How's it going? It's great. You, you it's, made him your prag. Yeah, basically. I was like, you're my favorite, buddy. <laughs> now he's he's scared shitless of me every time he sees me. Won't admit it. One time he, he, he Facebook chatted me once and was just like, uh, like a couple months after that happened. Because he added me and I let it sit there for a while and I was like... <laughs> You added me for a reason. Maybe you're apologizing. I will give anybody a chance. Because the the guy that said the raw dog rape thing, we ended up having a discussion, and like it's that's why I won't use his name because sure. we've talked about it. He understands what he's done wrong. Um, Brian Ross, on the other hand, is just an idiot. <laughs> but whatever. I don't think you have any convicts to listen to your show, unless I'm wildly rage in the prison population. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird, wouldn't it? That would be strange. Right in, guys. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you can. Get some prison pen pals in on the show. <laughs> my roommate, my freshman roommate in college was this horrible girl. <laughs> oh, God. She was this horrible, just white, trash, only dated drug dealer girl from, like, South D.C., Oh god, we were the farthest from each other ever, and um, but that's what college is all. No, college is all about that. Uh, but she was, she would, she would be dating like four drug dealers at a time, and they would all call. She didn't have a cell phone. She would call the room phone, and like Ugh. she'd go away for the weekend, and then like I'd like pick it up because it would be ringing at five in the morning, and I'd be like, hello, and be like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, this is uh, I, don't, I can't think of a good drug dealer name right now. Um, tinfoil. Yeah, yo, 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 this is tinfoil. Is Emily there? I was like, no, she's gone for the weekend. She's like, oh, okay. What you look like, boo? And I'd be like, oh god, not. I look like not interested. Thank you though. Don't you don't know where I live, do you? Thanks. I look like I look like your probation officer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Look <laughs> 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 like the person that will pick you out of a lineup someday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> God. Yeah. But she had, she had prison pen pals. She had a prison pen. I know that's because I, snoo- I, I snooped her place one weekend and she went home. I snooped all of her stuff because I was like, are there drugs here? I need to know. <laughs> I need to I need to know what is going on with you. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> not, not because I'm nosy, but because I need to know what's happening with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For my own personal so safety. Someone doesn't bust our door down in the middle of the night. Yeah, and she had like she had like prison pen pal letters from like three or four different guys too in prison. I was like, God, how much validation do you need from broken uh, yeah. people? Wow. Some guy had wrote her a letter, a, a poem that was called Love and a Convict. <laughs> it was like how hard it is to love a convict because your man's behind bars. It was like, oh God. The oh. worst person. I mean, I've, I've, I've had friends who were inside and mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't make it a part of their identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of creepy. I get a lot of creepy weird stories in my life. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's tell the audience some of the places where they can see you tell those stories. You do the four and twenty show at the same place uh, mm-hmm. that you do the karaoke. karaoke. Yeah. yeah. This uh, is at the All Star Lanes. All Star Lanes in Eagle Rock. Uh, it's a show called the Four and Twenty. It's four comics doing twenty minutes each. Uh, every other week. The next one is this Monday, the 6th. When does this drop? This will probably be the 13th, so this okay. will just have happened. Okay. Um, it was great. Yeah, it was super fun. You guys missed oh, a great line. It what was, crazy thing happened there? Oh, man, I don't even know. Some dude said something inappropriate. Yeah, right. some dude said something. Yeah. Uh, last, the last one, <laughs> the last one, this is hilarious. Uh, Josh Adam Myers is on stage, and um, there was a guy in the audience that had great mutton chops, and he goes, hey, man, I just... I wanted you to, like, before I start my set, I just wanted you to know you had great mutton chops. The guy stands up and he goes, I will eat your firstborn. And he sits back down. And then he stood back up and was like, I'm starving. And then he sat back <laughs> down. It was like, what just happened? And then Josh had to, had to deal with that for five minutes. Oh. Because <laughs> he was like. I just put the mic back on one yeah, stage. Yeah. Nothing I'm going to say yeah, yeah. is going to clear the air or yeah. funnier than that. Yeah, exactly. He was like, Let's I, all just sit and appreciate this for a while. Yeah. Right, right. He was like, I literally, literally the last thing I ever expected to happen <laughs> was that. <laughs> Oh man! But uh, four and twenty is a bi-weekly show. Um, the next one that you guys could come to is the twenty seventh of June, um, and then actually on uh, the eighteenth of July, uh, me and Barbara Gray are doing a special four and twenty. Yeah, I love that. She's great. She's one of my best friends. We're doing a special four and twenty called the two and forty five. We're both gonna do forty five minutes. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, because she's got a big set coming up in Utah. And she wants to run it, and I should I should start doing things like that more. Home territory. Mm-hmm. Going home. Going headline it. Marmonia. Go ahead. Back to Marmonia. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, lot, as a matter of fact, the last book show I did was with Barbara. So. Yeah? Yeah. It's a good time. She's yeah. good people, that one. She is. Love her. Um, I host a weekly open mic called The Spot uh, Cafe down in Culver City. Uh, starts at 7 o'clock every Wednesday until I die. Um... <laughs> And then I've got a monthly show um, called Trick that's coming back, and uh, that's me and Emily Maya Mills produce it, and uh, that's like a comedy variety show at the Dark Horse Saloon, formerly Bordello Bar downtown. Yeah, yeah. They just changed their name. I'm very happy that that <laughs> show is coming back because we we had an awesome run, and then the, there was a quote unquote hostile takeover by a former silent partner that happened. 
their words, not mine. Mm. And they basically canceled all the shows. And then like there was this weird promoter that was like, I need you to personally guarantee $2,500 at a bar on a Sunday night. And I was like, tell me what bar in LA makes that that isn't like the standard. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Um, But new people have come in and now our show is back. Very good. Yeah. Hopefully, I think, the first one is this Sunday, but you guys are going to mess it. Your audience members will miss it. Um, But hopefully, it's going to be the first Sunday of every month. That's the after they see this one, and we're hoping to make it that. Yeah. But we have fun. We have always had fun surprise drop-ins of that show. Like Emily is a wonderful person too. I love Emily. I do too. She's great. Tri class is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, Silver Lake. Yep. Silver yep. Lake Lounge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? As far as your schedule going up, different places. Um, this is on the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I've got two shows in Phoenix, actually, because when I go to Arizona with oh, my family cool. for a week, I'm going to do a uh, Hidden House. Yeah, on, I know the Hidden House folks. Yeah, on the 15th and 16th or the 16th and 17th. It's, we will get yeah. Phoenix people come out too. Yeah. You I don't know if anybody I know in Phoenix, as I said, I don't know if people in Phoenix know how to listen to a podcast. It's not that <laughs> it's being yeah. from Phoenix personally, I just am not convinced that people on the two yeah. coasts. They're <laughs> obvious some sort of mental problems that yeah. keeps them from using technology that everyone heat. else in the world. Is that what it is? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Prize the brains. No, I've actually gotten a few cool, you know, little messages from people. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I would Phoenix people out. Yeah. Um, I mean just uh follow me on Twitter at Brandazzle. Um, or find me on Facebook, Brandy I E Posey E Y. And, uh, Brandy Posse. Yeah, Brandy Posse. <laughs> I post all my my whatnots all over the place. I like to promote shows that I do and my friends do. So, yeah, cool. that's, I'm all over the internets. All up on the internets. All up on the internets. Tumblr, Brandy Posey to Tumblr. No. <laughs> Just Google me. Just just Google me and stock all of <laughs> everything that comes up. Everything that comes up. Um, yes. Yes. Well, we are, yes. we are, are, are firmly in your camp. Yes. Yes. Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Brody Stevens. Yep. So, Kateri Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming <laughs> on today. Yeah. Catalina. Catalina Ramirez. Sorry <laughs> to mess up your fake name. Um, Dude, yeah. Get it right. I'm going to talk you out of your dreams after this podcast is over. <laughs> Podcasting is a waste of your No, wait a minute. I, I already wasted my youth in Arizona. About this. Trust me. Did he mean that doing comedy is a waste of your youth or performing comedy? Because you were in line waiting to get into a show. Yeah. You weren't like, I'm a comedian waiting yeah. to get into the Doug Benson interruption. Yeah. Maybe he was talking about, you know, like like Watching. being a passive consumer of comedy. It might have been. I don't know. You can never ask him now. Someday. That ship has sailed. When I die, that'll be the first thing. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> just, hey, just uh, Dave Carey, uh, uh, point, point of order. Point of order. <laughs> he'll be like, ladies. Ladies. He and Jesus painting nude, nude ladies. Dead ladies. <laughs> Can I paint your corpse? Oh. <laughs> Brandy, any person living or dead that you could paint nude? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Ooh, probably Abraham yeah. Lincoln. Man was secretly built. Come what on. about Mary, Ta- Mary Tyler? Mary Tyler was built too. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. But see, wasn't, I think everybody back then was kind of secretly built, unless yeah. you were like the most, like, mm-hmm. you know, 
couch potato y or whatever would be yeah. the Chesterfield potato y <laughs> would, would be the nineteenth century equivalent. You know, you'd have to be pretty like bedridden to not I mean anybody on the frontier, you know, it's like Yeah. What did you do in your youth? I studied things by the firelight and then did heavy labor in the daytime. <laughs> yeah. I chopped wood forever. For that was my job. Yeah. Yeah. And what did I do in my youth? Just watch Saturday, you know. Exactly. Yeah. After school cartoons. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I drove, I, I rode my bike from 7 Eleven to 7 Eleven, buying big gulps so that I did not die from dehydration. <laughs> I did my youth. <laughs> and shoplifted. Yeah. <laughs> The, the end, uh, which contributes uh, to my Herculean physique. <laughs> to kind of the bike riding part did. Nice. Gotta say. Yeah. I have to say that. Sweet. I do. <laughs> I said that. I'm really glad you said it. Who would you? Hey, What's, nude? Yes. Yeah. Living or dead? Um, come back to me, Eugene. Oh, yeah, I don't even have an answer for that. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I would paint someone living and then kill them in the process of painting. Yeah, seriously. So living and dead um, like Sounds like a creepy Hitchcock. I don't know. Episode. Yeah. It would be. And the painting was hanging over the mantle the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Boy, that's a really good question. I don't know. I just... Can I pick myself? Because I think people really need to see that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you could. You could okay. I choose myself. Living or dead, though? Dead. Painting your dead nude corpse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to be remembered after I die. I'm not sure if there's an. So instead of a death so. mask or something, it'd be your death portrait. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just sculpt my a sculpt. Someone to sculpt my dead corpse. Um, my body's already. I don't know. I honestly, I honestly, there's not a lot of people are interested in seeing naked. Yeah. Because again, it's one of those things where it doesn't live up to the hype usually. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. I'd paint Ryan Reynolds naked. You think? Yeah. Trying to think of who. By painting, I mean touch. (laughs) (laughs) You put your hand on the small. Finger painting in there, right? (laughs) I want to touch his lats. Just, I just want to poke (laughs) poke his lats. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. By the way, can we all agree that poking the least sensuous kind of touching? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. That's why I don't want him to like take get the wrong idea. I'm just, I am just poking you. In a committed relationship, I just want to poke your lat. Is that okay? It's just. just, I'm willing to bet someone has asked him that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm I'm definitely sure. That would probably be the only dude equivalent, I think, of that kind of weirdness. Yeah, I bet you he gets crazy. Forwardness. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be yeah, surprised. Should ask me about that sometime. Poor guy. I gotta meet him and have a candlelight sit down to, to <laughs> figure out. Really, just get into like the weirdness that we both had to deal with. I think you should. Yeah. And then poke his lap. Yeah. Mm. Just on the way out, just give him. A, hey, it was great seeing you. Poke, 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 poke. <laughs> maybe uh-huh. you can do the. Maybe yeah, you do the surreptitious like. Yeah. You know, as you're going in for the hug. Yeah. Oh, hug, I'm sorry. A hug isn't enough. I have to poke the lat too. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, it just—it looks so taut. I can't. I it looks can't. so taut. <laughs> poke your taut oh. lat. <laughs> That's probably the worst sentence in the English language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl, I'll poke your taut, taut lat. Your taut lat. Taut. Taut man. <laughs> oh Christ. Well, it's been great having you on the show. Thank this you. Yeah. yeah. Come back. It was a good time. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Until yeah. next time, and hopefully we'll know next time who Gene wants to paint, but until that fateful day. 
did I, I didn't make a decision. There's your today. cliffhanger for next week. <laughs> dun, 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 Maybe dun, dun. Oh, that'll keep that'll bring people back. <laughs> if anything, does. next no. week we'll celebrate one year on Ron the- Jeremy. I want to say Ron Jeremy. Sure. All right, yeah. there you go. I would not okay. want to do that. <laughs> what about his female attache? His yeah. attache. The undersecretary for Ron Jeremy <laughs> yeah. that he was traveling with. Yes. yes. The Department of the U.S. Department of Ron Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who came out with a new food table this week, apparently? Really? The, 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 yeah, U.S. US Department yeah. of. Oh, really? They, they changed it again? Yeah, it's a food plate now. Oh, oh God. Really? Mm-hmm. Have, we gotten that, that, have we gotten that far down the road? We have. Uh, have all, do all our plates have to look like that? <laughs> How about we just not put plastic in our food and feed people actual food and then it doesn't matter <laughs> what we they do eat? feed people actual food. People do choose not to buy actual yeah, food. There's an entire section of supermarket devoted to food that doesn't have stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> has little stuff in it. Has little stuff as possible. Yeah. Stay away from the middle of the supermarket. There's your answer. Anything yeah. in the middle of the supermarket, probably bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and there you go. There you go. So uh, next week we'll plate. celebrate our first... Year on the air. Well, let me be the first to wish you a happy anniversary, oh, thank you, for you guys. Thank you very much. You look very happy together. Yeah. <laughs> we have our ups and downs. The first yeah. year is always the hardest. When Brody talks, it really doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it's been great. <laughs> um, this will all be edited. I've been, I've been recording on my iPad. I will put out a competing Jiggy Towns podcast. You guys are splitting it's up. Rip- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, well, this whole Game of Thrones thing that I've been and it's kind of, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to say Roger. All right. Yeah. I'm Brody Hoff Foster Hubbard. You messed up your own name. Either. Okay. Take two. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. I'm Gene George. And I'm Brandy Posey, a Green Lantern, June 17th, guys. See it. Ryan Reynolds kind of has a retard face. How oh, dare you? Just saying. Kind of. That's what retards look like. I've been doing a lot of things wrong in my life. <laughs> I think it's his eyes are too close. To I, I, date a, I date a handsome retard. Oh, one thing Would you? you? Do. Oh, no, how awful would that be? I know. Oh, oh my retard friend is so hot. Yeah. Oh.